Welcome to today's podcast, Conversations on Africa's Development, brought to you by the African Union Development Agency, NEPAD. On today's podcast, we have as our guest, Mr. Amin Idris from the African Union Development Agency. He is the Director of Program Coordination and Delivery. Mr. Amin is from Chad. He joined the African Union Development Agency in June 2018. Before that, he worked at the African Union Commission for two years as Director of Administration. Amin has got extensive experience working in the oil sector, the food industry and banking, uh, which spans over a period of 15 years. He has worked in West Africa, Central Africa, as well as Asia before he joined the public um, sector in 2015. Welcome, Amin, to today's podcast. Thank you, uh, Mwenja. Good morning. Good morning and uh, welcome once again. Today we've got a very interesting topic, one on Pan-Africanism. Today's uh, podcast focuses on Pan-Africanism and Africa's development. Is Pan-Africanism still important in today's um, development uh, needs? What to you, I mean, is Pan-Africanism? What is a Pan-Africanist and are you one? I think Pan-Africanism, uh, it's, it's a concept that have uh, started during the struggle for Africa uh, liberation. At that time, uh, intellectuals and civil society, uh, but also political leaders, uh, thought that it was important uh, to find a set of values uh, that would drive behaviors from uh, African uh, citizens. Those sets of, of values are very simple, actually. They were all, uh, first of all, related to the fact that we live in one single continent. Mm -hmm. That's number one. We have been experiencing uh, the same kind of struggles and troubles we were faced in the past the colonialism, that's number two. Uh, but beside that, most important was that our history have been denied to us, you know. Uh, our uh, traditions, what we have brought to the world, have been taken away from us. So leaders thought that it was important to bring this back and to use those uh, values to drive new kind of behaviors that would help us, number one, to fight the colonialism, and number two, to also establish clear path mm -hmm. for us to get uh, out of, I would say, colonialism and to get to uh, the level of development that African people must expect in the world. Okay, I asked you a question. Yeah. Personally, do you buy into it? Are you a Pan-Africanist? Yeah, definitely. I am a Pan-Africanist, uh, but I believe that uh, Pan-Africanism starts first mm -hmm. by getting to know where you come from, your country, you know. So I would even say that to become Pan-Africanist, you must be a nationalist. Nationalist, why? Because if you look at actually each African countries, there is a minimum three different ethnic groups. That's the minimum. Each of them mm -hmm. is a kind of nationality, right? So if you live in a country, you must have national integration first. It's extremely important. You get to know people around you, you get to know 
uh, actually the ethnic group, the other cultures around you, you trade with them, you connect with them, you know, and in the country, you connect all those people together. Thereafter, or while you are doing this, because that could be done in parallel, you go now outside your country, at the regional level, then at the continental level. So definitely, I'm a firm believer in the values of Pan-Africanism, and mm -hmm. I do believe that uh, Pan-Africanism values should and must drive the kind of behavior that we need today to fight poverty. Okay, so that being said, with your background, having worked in the African Union, uh, back in the day, the guiding philosophy of the Organization of African Unity, which has now uh, become the African Union, um, the guiding philosophy was that of Pan-Africanism, based on, centered on socialism, unity, and you know, the communal characteristics that you, 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 you've touched on, where we, we embrace Africa's culture in order to drive this uh, common heritage. Can you say, honestly speaking, <laughs> are we still living those values to this day as Africans? If you just give a generic glimpse over the continent. The world has changed, you know. Mm. Uh, now, I think the very first African country that uh, liberated uh, themselves, today it is about 70, 50, 65 years mm -hmm. uh, ago. And they used the Pan-Africanism to free themselves, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in between, uh, the entire world have changed. Uh, even in the past, we used to have two blocks, you know, the West and the East. Uh, today, it doesn't seem to be the case uh, anymore. That's on the political side. Uh, in terms of uh, economic uh, system, mm -hmm. the countries that were supposed to be driving the communism actually are behaving like capitalists, and countries that are driving the capitalism are trying to become a little bit more socialist. Mm -hmm. right? And in terms of technology, the world is much more connected than uh, in the past. So definitely, can we say that uh, are we living up to the dreams of the founding fathers of the African uh, Union? Mm -hmm. I would say we are actually trying to do that. And for it to work, we, we must be practical, not just keeping it as, as a lessons, as uh, a philosophy. It's not enough mm -hmm. if it is just lesson philosophy going back to learn about Kwame Nkrumah is not bad but trying to implement the pan-Africanism in a way that Kwame Nkrumah's values or Patrice Lumumba's values become reality is what we must do are we doing that I don't think that we are doing enough mm -hmm. as African countries but also as the pan-African organization we are not actually at the speed that African citizens are expecting Okay, so I don't know if that's the failure of Pan-Africanism as an ideal, or d does it work, <laughs> yes or no? Should we look at a, another underpinning uh, philosophy or no, ideal? It's, it's not a failure at all. Uh, mm -hmm. It is just that I think that uh, two things have happened. Uh, let's just face the truth. Uh, very first African leaders, uh, about 60 years ago, they started actually around 1962. A uh, long time ago, they thought that it's important to bring unity, uh, in order to bring unity, uh, it's important somehow uh, to, to, to stop uh, divergent opinions. Yeah. So they all actually run into monopartism. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can't actually develop a country if there is no divergence, you know, if there is no opposition, uh, if there is no, uh, I would say, contradiction 
but they killed contradiction. And by killing contradiction, actually at that time, for a period of almost 40 years, we were stuck. You know, we were stuck. And that period, I think, was good for individual leaders. Mm -hmm. we, this is the period where we get a lot of dictators in the continent, you know. That was not good for Pan-Africanism. In fact, it even had the opposite effect because people started to think that if Pan-Africanism is just about uh, mono thinking, only mm -hmm. one single way of thinking, then Pan-Africanism is not good. That was a treason of the values of Pan-Africanism, in my opinion. All right. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Now, um, bring it forward. Fast forward. Agenda 2063 is a guiding framework for development of the continent. There's aspiration number five, which calls for an Africa that has a strong cultural identity, common heritage, shared values and ethics. It's a very good aspiration. However, we live in the 21st century, like I said, where we cannot ignore the impact of globalization. Um, do you think Pan-Africanism will survive uh, given the high levels of mobility and external cultural influences, especially for the young people who might not have known the history as well as you and I might of the fact, founding for, fathers for of the African Union? Pan-Africanism mm -hmm. to survive, it's not just about teaching. It's not about sharing history. You know, it's not about writing books. Uh, for it actually to survive, but also to strive, mm -hmm. uh, there are a certain number of actions that we must take, and we have started to do uh, so. Look at what we are doing at the African Union Development Agency. We came with several continental frameworks that are pretty clear and quite actionable. Number one, we think that to integrate Africa, we need African people to be able to move from one place to another. So we come with PIDA. Mm -hmm. you know, PIDA is a program for infrastructure development uh, in Africa to connect the west to the east, the north to the south, the central to everywhere, to connect all the countries together. So, and it's a very practical program. You know, it helps building roads, building bridges, building airports, connecting people. To connect people, you need actually to give them the way and the means to connect themselves, and that's all PIDA is about, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's the way actually to promote Pan African. Then number one, number two, you have as well the African Continental Free Trade uh, Area. You encourage people to trade among themselves in their countries. Mm -hmm. So you build actually the national uh, trade uh, systems, uh, utilizing the infrastructures that we are encouraging them and supporting them to build. But at the same time, you push them. You pull them, actually, to trade, you know, between one country to another at the regional level then at the continental level. When people can move and they can trade, mm -hmm. that's the best way, actually, to help them to get to learn, to know each other, you know, and that's as well an Africanism. And we do also have uh, another continental uh, policy that works very well, which is the CADEP, you know. Uh, CADEP is about agriculture. But it's not just about increasing production. It is actually about learning from each other how to increase productivity, you know, how to make Africa, I would say, self-reliant, mm -hmm. you know, how to stop this uh, challenge of food shortage, you know, and getting to, to, to learn from each other, moving from one place to another to learn and to share is also a way to promote Pan-Africanism. And there are so other many uh, continental uh, policies. Look, the one we are building right now on industrialization, mm -hmm. it's the same process. You know, we believe that uh, to, to give jobs to African people, 
we need to industrialize our countries and we are working together to build a continental industrialization policy that actually will be implemented as regional policies then national policies and they are all uh, connected and last but not least jobs mm -hmm. you know if you see uh, one of the programs that we are running which is 100,000 uh, MSMEs it has shown that uh, African economy today is driven 90% by micro small and medium enterprises mm. uh, they account right now for about 360 million jobs in the continent whereas public sector or related is 60 million jobs big companies all put together are 66 million jobs across the continent so we have decided to connect all those micro small and medium enterprises uh, together number one by helping them to share experience that's pan-africanism mm -hmm. so they can structure themselves easing their access to finance so a small company from senegal can get actually financing from south africa because we help them to structure themselves that's a way actually to accelerate integration in the continent but also by easing their access to market it means that a company from zambia could actually have business in morocco directly or in mm. algeria or even in senegal or in namibia you know accessing to public uh, procurement in those countries and today it's allowed by the acfta so all those things are active mm -hmm. uh, practical and pragmatic solutions to accelerate you know the happening of this one continent you know and prosperous continent that uh, agenda 2063 is seeking for and this is pan-africanism and it works all right so the, the spirit of pan-africanism is truly still alive in AUD and the African Union organs yeah, those demonstrated programs. through yes. through the programs. Through the programs. <laughs> okay. So it should not be just uh, a kind of uh, philosophy that we learn in classroom, or funny mm -hmm. or old-fashioned. No, today Pan-Africanism is practical, and that's what Udenepat is doing. Okay, fantastic. All right, so this year is the African Union Year of the Arts, Culture and Heritage, levers for building the Africa we want. How do you think practically can the arts, culture and heritage help to build the Africa we want through AU institutions? You know, there are two things uh, that probably, I think it's important that we be aware about those two things. You, you can't direct arts. In fact, artists must remain free. Mm -hmm. you know, so they can continue to be creative, you know, and this creativity, uh, the results of the creativity should just be captured by uh, intellectuals, political leaders, civil society, and everyone actually to, to, to help support and grow this Pan-African way of thinking. So we should not tell artists, do this or do that, we should just let them free mm -hmm. to do it. The same thing for culture. You know, well, culture is evolving. It's evolving. It's, yeah. So you cannot just actually <laughs> keep it is, in a box. Is African say, culture under threat in the context no. of globalization? African culture is evolving. There is mm -hmm. no more actually such thing like, uh, let's say, Zambian culture or Egyptian culture. They are all connected. The youth today are traveling and with internet, people are connecting. They don't wait for you to tell them go and connect. So they are creating a new way of living. Uh, a new way of uh, driving Pan-Africanism 
That's so that being said, do you think uh, Pan-Africanism and the African culture is being diluted because of mobility, in, in a sense, or not? Or it's evolving, no shaping itself into something new? It's evolving. There is no dilution at all. It's mm -hmm. evolving. And it's a good thing that it evolved. You cannot actually say that it's being diluted. You know, I don't like this thing that people are saying, this is African tradition. Why? Because mm -hmm. when you say tradition, tradition uh, is something which is old. It doesn't change. Mm -hmm. So Pan-Africanism is not about African tradition. We show African tradition to remember where we are coming from. But our culture must evolve. So we should stop saying that this is tradition and this is what we should, we must live up to. You know, if it's traditional things, traditional things are not supposed to change. We kept them in the museum. It's good to remember. But they are not, we should not actually just go back to them and say this is what we are, who we are. This is not who we are, I'm sorry. Who oh, we are uh, is actually what's happening in the world today mm -hmm. and what we are doing with what the world has given to us and what we are giving back to the world. Fantastic. So who we are as, as Africans, if we look at the African identity, then how do you bring the nexus now, the African identity hinged by Pan-Africanism in the development agenda of today? How do we, how do we bridge the gap? Because there are those, like you've pointed out, They'll say I'm Pan-Africanist Pan based on my traditions or based on my values. Uh, is that important in the, in the, in the development African, context? African uh, identity mm -hmm. uh, have been, is being actually somehow impacted first by the history. We had our history of struggles, you know, that's number one. Uh, slavery, colonialism, but at the same time, one thing that African intellectuals did and which is very good, and they continue actually to do, is to go back before colonialism and before actually slavery, uh, to bring back what we did, and that was what was good that we did, actually, mm -hmm. we have given to the world. So we are bringing this back, and we are showing that, yeah, yes, we had actually struggles. We have been as well quite creative, you know, to the world. We have given a lot to the world, and we use actually both you know, the history of the struggle and mm -hmm. the history the fantastic history of our ancestors, we put them together, that's the two things. And at the same time, the fact that we are now open to the world mm -hmm. is helping us to build a new identity, a new identity uh, which actually takes what is good from the world, bring as well alive what was good from our ancestors, that actually bring on the table the history of our struggles and the most show that this history actually help us to become resilient Mm -hmm. We are probably one of the most resilient people in this era, you know, and that's what I call African identity. Open to the world, accepting new technology, creating new technology, you know, and becoming a driving force to the transformation of the world. Uh, well said, well said. Um, do you have any parting words as we wind up? I think that we must keep ourselves open, you know, open to the change. And say that, yes, we are Africans. Mm -hmm. uh, we are probably the most diverse continent in the world. In fact, not probably, we are the most diverse continent of the world. And diversity must be our motto. You know, the promotion of our diversity is the most important thing because to get the unity, we must recognize our diversity and promote this diversity and live by this diversity. That's what we are bringing to the world and that's what will help the world to transform itself. 
Ah, thank you very much, Amin, for joining our discussion today. There, you've heard it. In order for us to get to unity, we have to champion our diversity and uh, chart the way forward, even as our identities and our cultures and our traditions keep on evolving. And you've heard how um, the African Union Development Agency, as well as the other AU agencies, actually underpinned by the ethos, by the philosophy, by the ideal of Pan-Africanism in what we are doing today in order to bring results uh, on the continent today. My name is Mwanjang Anjo, Head of Communications at the African Union Development Agency, NEPAD. We'll see you next time. Thank you.